coverage, including all the games. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Mike Johnson of the NHL Network said that the Penguins' Nick Benino should be suspended a game because he allegedly embellished the high stick of T.J. Einstein in the third period of last night's game. First off, it was a high stick. Stick above the shoulder. Second off, I don't recall Mike Johnson or anybody on the NHL Network clamoring for Matt Niskanen to get suspended when he tried to behead Sidney Crosby. So, embellishing is worse than committing a felony, right? Yeah, that's right, it is, because hockey is a man's game. You can act like a man, what's the matter with you? Except, I saw Mike Johnson play in the NHL, and I don't recall him being too much of a man. In fact, I don't recall much of anything about Mike Johnson's meager career. He played in 22 career playoff games. Last year, the Penguins played in 24. So, hey, Mike Johnson, embellish this. You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Caught on a name you can trust. Matt Mertz is the cure for the common plumber. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing heating, and cooling needs. Uh, I'd like to get a lot of talk going about last night's game because uh, I think it was quite memorable. Not artfully played, but uh, the Penguins were passionate. They were focused. They never screwed up except Benino and Cullen got caught reaching, turning the puck over, bad decisions at the blue line. And that led to the Capitals' two quick goals. But outside of those 72 seconds, the Caps might have had the puck a lot. But how many times did they clearly threaten? And when they did, Flurry was right there to make the save. Uh, if you want to uh, read more about Mike Johnson and what he said, actually see the video of him saying Benino should be suspended, go to the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com. Uh, what a joke that guy is, Mike Johnson. A suspension for embellishment. Yo, tell TJ Einstein to keep his stick down. Uh, Justin Williams, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Smythe winner. When he sees all those offensive zone penalties and the level of self-destruction, the damage the Capitals are inflicting upon themselves, I really do wonder what he's thinking. I don't feel real sorry for him. Because you're known by the company you keep. But I really do wonder what Justin Williams is thinking. A, a couple topics I want to bring up too, and I touched on this a moment ago. Is there any way now to take Mark andre Foy out of the net? And I mean at any point during these playoffs. Flurry is playing better now than Matt Murray did in last year's playoffs, and Murray was real good in last year's playoffs. And in particular in the series against the Capitals. And like I've said, the Penguins now have to at least reconsider their long-term goaltending plan, and I would finagle a way to keep both. Here's another thing to look at for the long term. At one point, I think the Penguins definitely would have protected Olimata 
and made Ian Cole available for the expansion draft. You protect 3D, Latang, Mata, and Dumoulin. But now, even though Mata is playing great, really great, what a game by Ollie last night. Maybe now you keep Cole because he's been the cornerstone of the defense with Tanger out. Mata is 22, Cole is 28. Mata is signed through 2022 at $4 million per. Cole is signed through next season at 2.5 per. Mata is a bit pricey, but it's long-term. You love to have a guy that young tied up for that long, and the longer the term, the less pricey the contract gets. If you want to keep Murray over Flurry, you should want to keep Mata over Cole and vice versa because the two simulations are very similar. And just saying it out loud, I'm a big fan of Cole. I'd probably still protect Mata. But here's how you figure that out. You really want to keep them both, right? So you try to figure out which one is less likely to be taken if you make him available because you could only lose one player. 412-333-9939. Boy, I wish I could tell you who this quote came from. But, uh, and it's true. Uh, A very prominent hockey figure said, maybe the Department of Player Safety should put Paul Correa on staff instead of Chris Pronger. And boy, ain't that the truth. Because Chris Pronger was a dirtbag, scumbag, gap-toothed son of a bitch who hurt people. He hurt people, he gloried, he wallowed in hurting people, and he's going to decide the fate of those who hurt people? Whereas Paul Correa got the hell beat out of him, concussed all the time. I'd rather have the victim on the board of the Department of Player Safety than the guy who assaulted people. I mean, okay, let me tell you. I've seen Chris Pronger play. I've met Chris Pronger. I've interviewed Chris Pronger. He is a douchebag from head to toe. If I had to pick somebody to make the wrong decision about player safety, I would pick Chris Pronger. And yeah, I know he got hurt. His career ended early. Didn't end that early. And he gave a lot more than he got. Gave a lot more than he got. Let's go to Jake in the car. Jake, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Jake. Uh, you and, you and Bob uh, were talking earlier about the crowd in uh, Washington for Saturday night. I think the crowd's antsy. Uh, they've seen this before, and I think a lot of them are going to sell their tickets. You're going to see a lot of Penguin fans at the game. What do you think? You might be onto something. They sure cleared out pretty early uh, at the end of game two. Then again, the lower bowl, I mean, this is what amazes me, and I was very happy with the crowd last night. But game three, when it was 2 nothing Capitals, the lower bowl cleared out. And uh, they missed that great home. comeback, although it, it, it ended with the Capitals' overtime goal. But last night, the crowd was really with the Penguins. I mean, really, really with the Penguins. I'm talking about Saturday night in Washington. I think there'll be a lot of Penguins fans there. I, I heard you, and I responded, and then kept talking, because it's my show. Let's go to uh, PJ in the car. PJ, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Mark, how you doing? I uh, love the show. Hey, I wanted to comment about your top five, or I'm sorry, not top five or five, but the uh, uh, the list. The uh, so during the Columbus series, the Penguins took a penalty on a high stick, and during the uh, during the intermission, I think it was Jerry Mo- Jeremy Rona came on and said, you know, that Columbus Columbus had to cheat to win, and this was a way to do it was to take the high stick and embellish it. 
because he tough when did Columbus cheat to win and if they cheated to win how come they're not still playing I don't get it I'm, I'm just saying the when the any the, after the show last night when they said that uh, Benino should have been ejected for uh, embellishing the should, high should have been suspended uh, is what Mike Johnson said on the NHL Network now uh, Benino did get hit with the high stick correct no he did not and the sure Columbus player sure Columbus, he did oh, sure he did. No, he, no, no! I'm not. I'm not kidding. He did. He oversold by way of reaction, but the stick, you know, grazed him. It was yeah. a high stick. It was a stick above the shoulder. And I give credit to T.J. Oshie, who who committed a similar embellishment in last year's Penguins Capital Series. Oshie, when when he was asked about it about Benino's embellishment, he said it was a dumb play on my part. The stick was high. It was above the shoulder, and that is all the people need to know. Let's go to Moose in the car. Moose, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Terrific. Hey, uh, so I was never someone who advocated trading Flurry at the deadline. I think it was wise to hold on to him just in case for, you know, exactly what's happening right now. Um, but Flurry makes $5.75 million. I know. And next year, Murray is slated the, uh, the RFA contract kicks in, and his salary goes from... I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like six hundred fifty thousand up to about three and a half million or something. I believe it goes to three point two five to be exact. I think the combined goalie ticket would be nine million. Yeah, so nine million—that's a lot in a salary cap league tied up in one position. Yeah, what, um, what's the most important position? Um, center. No, you're wrong. Goaltender. All right. Um, I, I just think it's. I lot. don't know how you could talk dollars and cents when having these two goalies this year has been crucial to the Penguins' success. Right. Oh, totally. But right now, and the Penguins have a lot of cap space opening up. You know that, right? Yes, they do. But we also have we got Dumoulin to sign. Uh, we want to extend Schultz. Um, you know, these are there are important names. There are a lot of guys. You know, Daly. None committed. more important than the goaltenders. All right, Trevor Daly. They're not going to keep Trevor Daly. He's hurt all the time, and he's a good player. But but you see, here's where Moose. You you talk about the cap. What you said shows you don't really understand the cap. Okay, you're talking about keeping a guy like Trevor Daly. You churn guys like Trevor Daly. They come and go. Do you think they should keep Nick Benino? No, I said that we should. Where Daly's coming off the cap, Kunitz is coming off the cap. Uh, Scuderi, his buyout is coming off the cap. I don't think we should keep Daly at all. Yeah, guys like that, the mediocre guys, the the, the you know the number four, five, and six defensemen, and the bottom six guys. You got to churn those guys. They come and go. That's the way the cap works. It's not designed to keep anybody but your very best players long-term. I'm about to have a coughing fit, so let's take a break. 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. This is Bob Hope. Uh, this is. How you doing? Oh, boy, hey, uh, you know what? Why? This? Call back when you're coherent. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. We got Kevin Colbert coming up, the Steelers GM at the bottom of the hour. He'll have to answer for drafting a long snapper. And he'll answer to me, the super genius, here on 1059 the X. Uh, a couple things I'm going to talk about tomorrow by way of teasing uh way down the line, not just next segment, but tomorrow. Gregory Polanco's been a crappy baseball player for a year now. An absolutely crappy baseball player. He has zero home runs so far in this campaign. 
Does that worry Bucko fans? Because given the lack of gung and lack of Marte, it should. Polanco's one guy who needed to really come through, and he's really not. Cutch is bat like what? 240? I think the Pirates are going to be just about out of contention by July 4th. I know the wildcard system is very forgiving in terms of being able to convince yourself you're in the hunt, but uh, I don't know if it's going to work out that way this year. By the way, the Pirates lost again today at Cincinnati. The Pirates are now 12-16 and and in last place, and given that this is the last year of Clint Hurdle's guaranteed deal, and given that they have Tom Prince working in the dugout as his successor, it would not shock me if Hurdle got fired, not during the season, because then you'd have to pay him to not work, which Bob Nutting just isn't going to do. I'm talking about at the end of the season. But the Pirates don't matter, and they really don't in Pittsburgh anymore, and by July 4th, they really won't. I want your thoughts on the Penguins and Caps, 412-333-99. Polanco, 0 for 3 today, now hitting 221. Kutch at 235. Kutch is washed up. Kutch is a bum now. He's going to have a hard time getting any kind of deal after the Pirates opt out of his contract at the end of this season, which there's no doubt they're going to do. The African guy got another hit. He's a starter now. Wow. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, what do you think the likelihood is that Ovechkin is still showing effects from that Kadri hit in the first round? I know you have access to those locker rooms. Is there, is there anything you've seen of him? Oh, I haven't seen. I, I don't or... go to the Capitals locker room. I'm too busy doing my job in the Penguin locker room gathering information, but uh, but uh, that would not surprise me. That was a pretty nasty hit by Kadri. I don't feel sorry for Ovi at all because he has delivered more than his share of dirty hits during his career. And Kadri's hit wasn't even as much dirty as it was awkward. He went for hip check, and when's the last time you saw a forward land a clean hip check? And Ovi kind of tried to sidestep out of the way and ended up I thought taking out his groin or his knee or, or, or something. But yeah, it would not surprise me if there was some sort of ill effect still lingering from that for Alex Ovechkin. Let's go to Ray. Ray, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. What up, man? What up, man? Hey, I, uh, I've had a pretty tough time like overlooking each series and all that, like always foreshadowing and things like that. But at this point, with the Pens winning last night, I, I, I truly do think this series is over. I agree with Bob, but I I, I don't know about the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I don't even care who makes it out of the Rangers or Senators. I'm really just kind of scared of Nashville, how they're coming out of the West, and they are the team that I think that could actually dethrone the Penguins. And I just wanted to hear your take on how they activate their D and how the Penguins have had a... I really hate to look to the Stanley Cup Final just yet. I know, I know, but it's like if they do win against the Capitals, whether Saturday or Monday, I can't see the Rangers and fake Lundqvist being any bit of a threat to the Penguins. Yeah, I'm not going to look forward to the final, although I do think, I think Anaheim's in control of that series against Edmonton. They came back from down two games to none and won two games at Edmonton. Johnny Whitehall doing a good job between the sticks for the Ducks. 
I would love to see if the Penguins did get to the final. Here's what I would look forward to. I would love to see a Crosby versus McDavid final. I would love to see James Neal returning to Pittsburgh for the Stanley Cup final with the Predators. And I think the Predators are the best team in the West, the way they're playing right now by far. Oh, I agree. And I look at Barry Trotz as being a villain right now. What about LaViolette coming back uh, behind the bench for the Predators? And I just can't. I don't think anyone remembers LaViolette. I mean, you know, I mean, he's a good coach. He's done a good job in Nashville. And what about now? Now, here would be a great story. What if it was Anaheim Pittsburgh in the final with Johnny Whitehall in goal for Anaheim, who is a good, who's a good friend? I love the kid dearly, but the Penguins have always shot him full of holes. Every oh, yeah. single time they played, I mean, just ruined John Gibson. So, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you have to play him if he's got to the final. But well, boy, you'd be you'd be wary. I mean, bro. I mean, no offense, and I love John. Great kid. The Penguins have ruined him every time they've played to the point oh. where he hasn't played. I think the last X amount of trips to Pittsburgh. It would be a nice thing to see the you know the hometown kid coming back, but man, I, I don't think Anaheim would actually be the problem. I, I really believe it's Nashville it with Rene and their defense. Let's let oh, no doubt, but let's let it play out. By the way, I just find this out. USA Today had an editorial. What's it say about the NFL that six players accused of sexual assault were welcomed into the league this week? You know, via the draft, and the Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job. I'll tell you exactly what it says. The Colin Kaepernick's not good enough. That's exactly what it says. Up next, Kevin Colbert. Hey, Kevin, why ain't the Steelers signed Kaepernick? 105.9. Super genius, big fan, big fan. Hashtag best in the world. You are the super genius. <laughs> I'll say. And then some. DX at 105.9. My guest right now wants to talk about hockey. We're going to make him talk about football first. From the Steelers, just coming off the recent NFL draft, it's general manager Kevin Colbert. Uh, Kevin, before we get to Penguins talk, I need to hear this from you. Did the Steelers really draft a long snapper in the sixth round, or is somebody playing a joke on me? Yeah, you're you're only the you're the first person to ask me that, Mark. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. You know, listen, um a long snapper is just like a kicker, just like a punter. They're spe- you know, they're specialists and we've had Greg here Greg Warren's moving into year, I think, 13, um, and he's been great. And, you know, he had a good year last year. Of course, he's getting a little bit older. And what's going on in college football right now, because they have different rules as to, you know, how those guys can be covered and when they can release and, and things of that nature. So college football, the long snappers are right around, usually they're six one two fifteen. And those types of kids wouldn't be big enough for our games. So when one comes along, uh, like Holba, who's you know is just under six four, he's two hundred and fifty pounds, and he can he can do some things in running. Um, we felt there's there's no reason uh, not to take a guy. Most times, specialists are going to get drafted in the sixth and seventh round, so there was no harm in taking a guy, putting him in the mix, and and seeing where it goes with he and Greg. Now, does that mean Warren's out of a job because? I don't think you drafted Hole, but to cut him. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, again, usually when you're late in the draft, those kids are they'll fight for pra- or they'll fight for active roster spots. If not, they're going to be um, they're going to be practice squad types. Well, most most often you don't have a, a specialist on your practice squad, so I think it, you know, uh, again, he and Greg will battle it out come training camp, and um, we'll see where it goes. If he beats him out, he beats him out. If not, then. 
and then um, you know, then good for Greg and what you can say what you what we want about the pick. But you know, again, we just like to have that competition. And um, there's only been I think there's been there was one drafted last year by Detroit, a kid named Landis, and then New England took one in the fifth round two years ago, and they both are active guys. So there's not too many to come along that are draftable. Draftable, just like there's not too many kickers or punters that are that are draftable, but in this case, we felt he was. Now, I really like the draft uh, for you guys on a lot of levels, Kevin, but not least, you got some very blue-collar football first guys. No gambles in that regard. Was that my intent? Yeah, I mean, really, we, we try to go into it every year. Look, we want, we want good football players that, that love playing the game. You know, we hope they're good people, and we hope they're, you know, we try to make sure they're healthy. And um, that's our intent every year. I, I think this year it broke for us where there were guys that, that fit that mold at, at places and positions that we were looking looking to take them and looking to fill some spots. So I, I think this group, excuse me, is, is coming together that way. And, you know, um, again, that's our intention every year. But, you know, Coach Tomlin likes to get guys that he, he considers, you know, that love playing the game. There's a lot of guys that play just because they're good at it, and um, we have to try to get the guys that love playing. Well, let's talk about T.J. Watt because I think he falls under that heading. He certainly has the talent and pedigree. What do you like about T.J., and can he get on the field as a rookie, Kevin? Is that the intent? Yeah, T.J. is really, he is raw. I mean, it, it's, it was, it was um, intriguing to see the progress he made in his first year as a starter. I mean, he's got the size. Um, he's got the athleticism. He's strong. He knows how to use his hands, and he and he put together a, a real good season in the Big Ten, coming up with eleven and a half sacks. So, um, the good thing is he, you know, he should be ahead of the learning curve because he's coming from a thirty-four defense. Uh, there'll be some similarities as to his responsibilities. They may be called different things at the different levels, but it's not going to be total uh, a totally different language or position like most of the time it is with our outside linebacker candidates because most of them are defensive ends so he certainly has that makeup and you know where he plays and how quick he plays of course he'll determine that during um during the otas and training camp well a couple things i like about watt in particular kevin he goes full speed all the time he only has one gear and boy it's a pretty intense one and he's a legit three four defense guy isn't he Yes, yeah, Wisconsin played, you know, his traditional 3-4. He was he was playing like our guys are asked to play. And then, of course, on third down, he'll put his hand on the ground. Sometimes in, in the sub packages, he stands up behind the line, just like we do with our linebackers and mix and match. So I think that part of it, he'll he'll certainly be ahead of the game. But the the intensity and, the you know, the the motor in which he plays, um, plays the game with was certainly – you know that's certainly appealing, and it's not surprising, um, given his lineage. And you know, I, I think that he will. You know, he's gonna he's gonna work and work to try to make a name for himself beyond you know beyond what his brother's already done. Now, I like Juju Smith Schuster too, the wide receiver. You got to like his size, Kevin. He seems like a special receiver potentially in one-on-one matchups. Yeah, he's his. Strong suit is the ability to make the contested catch. You know, he 
Um, he's not going to be the deep threat that some of our guys are. You know, he's not going to be the short underneath quick guy that some of our guys are. But he gives us something that we really don't have, and that's that that guy that can make the contested catch. Because sometimes, you know, Ben has to be able to trust the ball or trust when he puts the ball in a certain area that the you know the receiver will will make the catch and and not allow the the uh, defensive back to make the interception and Juju has proven that that's that's his real strong suit and he's a, you know he's a, he's a strong and physical guy after the catch but he can also help us as in the run game just because he's a he's a big tenacious blocker now Martavis Bryant obviously has had some suspension problems and Sammy Coach struggled last year partly due to injury did that kind of force your hand regarding uh, drafting Juju? Well, you know, Juju was, was visibly the best player that we were looking at. And we understand where Martavis is and we understand where Sammy is. And again, coming coming into this season, I don't think we could say we have a, a true number two uh, as we stand today. So why not take another guy who can come in and compete and maybe between the three of the three of them and a guy like e, Eli Rogers and Demarcus Ayers and Darius Hayward Bay and you know Kobe Hamilton who started games for us, you know we're going to have some really good competition, and those guys will sort it out themselves, and the coaches will probably figure out ways to to get them all involved in in different types of packages. So why not put another starter capable guy? in the mix, especially with the uncertainties that we've had or that we had the last the last season. We're talking to Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert here on 105.9 The X. Cameron Sutter's the corner you took in the third round. Uh, I like his pedigree, Kevin. Uh, I like how he plays, what I've seen of him, but he gets hurt a lot. That struck me as a bit curious given the problems with uh, Golson. Yeah, I mean, again, there's, there's, you know, there's injury prone, and then there's, you know, these are these are acute episodes. I mean, the injury he had last year was, um, you know, I worry more about the the arthritic type injuries, the soft tissue continuing type injuries. When you know, when someone suffers an unfortunate injury, a one time occurrence, that's that's a little more um, acceptable, especially because he. The good thing about him was, you know, instead of tapping out um, going into the bowl season, he chose to come back and play in their last game and play in their bowl game when he could have very easily packed it in and just um, rested on his laurels and rested on what he had done. So to that extent, it was it was interesting. And the real interesting part for him or with us was his football intellect. He, You know, he not only can tell you what the corner's going to do. He's going to tell you what the safety should be doing, what the nickel should be doing, what the linebackers or defensive line could be doing. So, and that, you know, he hasn't played in the slot in college, which was a little concerning, but with, again, his intelligence, um, we think he'll have no problem being able to help us both inside and out. Can James Conner be a number two running back in the NFL right away, Kevin? Because it looks like that's what you're going to ask him to do. Yeah, you know what, Mark, the, the interesting thing with James, I mean, you know, intangibles aside, you know, which we could talk about forever, but um, from a football playing standpoint, the one thing we talked to James about was, look, you have to understand if if we take you and we have a guy like Le'Veon Bell, um, most likely you're going to be a, a backup and, you know, your playing time won't be uh, won't be extensive and early in your career and you know, we have to know that you're going to be willing to run down and cover kicks and, and do some things on special teams. And, of course, with 
with the way he was willing to rush the passer on occasion for Pitt, you knew that that he'd be he'd be real interested in doing that, which he has, you know, which he obviously relayed to us, and we were comfortable in knowing that we're going to get a real solid guy that can not only you know spell bell and compliment bell in different situations but you know when he's not playing he should be a real good special teamer uh on top of that so again his willingness to do that was was very intriguing and again that's all the intangibles aside now are you at all concerned about connor's knee uh which he had surgery on and the long-term fallout with his recovery from cancer no, I mean obviously there's risk involved in in you know any past injury or. And this is something, Kevin, you check out intensively before you even pick them, correct? Oh, sure. I mean they go through a thorough uh, orthopedic as well as an internal exam. All the all the players that you know we end up drafting have have been cleared um, medically, and James is no different. In the fourth round, you took a quarterback, uh, Joshua Dobbs from Tennessee. A good quarterback. Uh, is he the successor to Ben eventually, or the successor to Landry Jones eventually? Uh, what did you take when when you took him? What was your outlook long term? Yeah, you know, Ben or uh, Mark. In our situation with Ben, you know, we have a great Hall of Fame quarterback, and we hope he plays forever. And you know, we're realistic to know that that won't be the case. And um, you know, we hope he he doesn't retire anytime soon. So. As long as we have a guy like Ben and we get enough good players around him, we're we're really never going to hopefully be in a situation where we can pick another franchise quarterback like we were in when we took Ben. So, knowing that you you have to take chances on a on a younger guy at some point. You know, Landry's developed into a reliable backup, and you know he's under contract for a few more years, and that's great. Um, but you take a kid like Dobbs and. Um, you know, when you look at these spread quarterbacks, they all need time to develop. But if he has the, if he has the, you know, the athletic tools that we're looking for, the arm strength, the maneuverability, so on and so forth, that's great. If he has the football intellect, which his kid has, uh, that's great. And has he won big games? He's checked off all those boxes. Now, how quickly he develops, and how far he develops, you know, we're real confident. You know, he's at least a number three quarterback um, as we stand today. And where he can go from that, we'll see. But the, the great thing is we have time because, like I said, we hope Ben plays forever. So, I, you know, his development, um, is, it'll, you need time to, to work yourself out of, the, out of the spread and into NFL offenses, and fortunately we have that time. I've always been curious, Kevin, what percentage of college programs, you know, roughly – play the spread, and what percentage play the pro offense? Because I bet speaking as an NFL general manager, you wish that more teams use the pro set offense for the sake of quarterbacking. Yeah, you you know, you wish you they were, but it's probably, uh, just off the top of my head, it's probably, shoot boy, I want to say it's 65-70%. And that, that probably won't change anytime soon because of, the rules that college has to play within with their um with their uh you know their twenty hour rule and then you know they're not all the same some of them are, are run first type of uh offenses even though it's from a spread formation so there's all kind of different types of it but if you put them all together it's probably sixty five to seventy percent so in an ideal world, sure, they'd play our systems, but that's not the reality of it, and that's when we started stepping back and saying, look 
you know, just because a guy plays in a spread doesn't mean he can't do NFL stuff, and just because a guy plays in an NFL offense doesn't mean he's going to be better than the guy that's that isn't in the spread. So you have to you have to look at those things we talked about, and then measure them uh, against each other and understand the biggest you know concern is if you take a kid from the spread that you don't play him too soon. If you play him too soon. Um, chances are they'll fail and lose their confidence and then you're, you're out the pick. So hopefully we can let them grow at their own rate. But the spread offense in college football, I think, is it's here to stay because, you know, they're getting the kids from high school. You know, we're getting them, we're getting them from, from the colleges, and you, you see some of the elements of their game leaking into the NFL, even though I don't think it will ever be quite there because, as you know, you've got to be able to throw the ball to win in this game, in our game anyway. Okay, we got that football stuff out of the way. What was your take on the Penguins game last night? <laughs> you know what? They're they're just so impressive. Obviously, you know when you lose a a guy like Sidney Crosby, you know how does the team how's the team going to respond? I think everybody could see that they all picked up and um, they understood they probably had to play a different game. And you know, I'm not a hockey. I'm a hockey fan. I don't know X's and O's, but I I do know that they play great team defense and their willingness to do that on a consistent basis and create the turnovers you know it reminds me a lot of the um you know the Detroit teams when they were when they were really hot there in the in the early 2000s and the late 90s playing that great team defense and um even with all the offensive weaponry weaponry they have that that team defense um has been great and even when even when it breaks down flurry's been even better you know you talk about unselfish um football players here's a guy that could have simply tanked and you know been you know been a been a non-team guy but he's certainly been everything but because he is he has been really special but i again you couple that with a team defense um i think they're going to be a hard out but you know I'm sure they're preaching they got to get this one and then see where it goes from there. But it's it's an exciting time, and I'm glad to be able to get there and help them cheer them on a little bit. <laughs> well, Kevin, listen, this was really insightful. Thank you so much for taking the time, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. All right, Mark, you take care. That is Kevin Colbert, the Pittsburgh Steelers GM. Thanks to Burt Lawton of the Steelers PR department for arranging the interview. I thought it was very informative. It's now time to ask Mark anything. Anything you like, about anything you like, 412-333-WXDX. The most music in the morning. Abby on the X. Tomorrow morning from 6 till 10 on the X at 105.9. Here at iHeartRadio, we're pretty easy. In fact, we pride ourselves on it. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Listening to music shouldn't be hard. iHeartRadio lets you have your music collection and your radio stations together in a single app. We're Kasia Elfin. All your favorite music, all your favorite stations. This is iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio is easy. Go ahead, spread the word. We don't mind. iHeartRadio, the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app now. This is Gokhan Chinar from South Park Mitsubishi, and there's no better place in Pittsburgh to buy a new Mitsubishi. So I welcome you to visit us on the web at southparkmitsubishi.com. South Park Mitsubishi. Feel the difference. Check out Chipino Restaurant and Cigar Bar located in Pittsburgh Strip District. Fresh seafood, hand-cut steak, delicious chop-house fare, and featuring a separate luxury cigar bar offering a collection of over 300 whiskeys.
It's the best that Pittsburgh has to offer. Complimentary valet parking after 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Visit Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar on Facebook for full details or go to opentable.com. You're at Lowe's buying marigolds. You're at Lowe's buying marigolds because they're easy to maintain. So with very little effort, you'll have something nice in your yard, which is good because in reality, your green thumb is really more of a brownish amber. Luckily, right now at Lowe's, select 12-pack annuals are just two for $16, and it doesn't get much nicer than that. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Valid 5-3 to 5-8. While supplies last, color and selection varies by location. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. U.S. only. Get to JCPenney's Love Mom Sale going on now and treat her to some new home gifts like a KitchenAid mixer for $229.99 with a free three-piece ceramic mixing bowl set, a brand new Copper Chef cookware set for just $74.99, and select new JCPenney home bath towels for just $7.99. Or get $10 off when you spend $25 or more with coupon on select items throughout the store and at jcp.com. Hurry, the Love Mom Sale ends soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 54-59. KitchenAid, Copper Chef cookware, and some other categories excluded from coupon. See store or jcp.com for details. As your State Farm agent, I'm going to do something I've never done on radio before. What's that? I'm going to help you with a car loan. State Farm can do that? Well, that means I can do anything on the radio. Like take on a zombie apocalypse with a steamroller. Oh, no. Coming through. Look, I'm not just saying State Farm helps your life go right with car loans because I can say anything on the radio. I'm saying we have car loans because State Farm Bank does indeed offer car loans. Backing up, sir, zombie, uh, if you don't mind. State Farm, here to help life go right. Call an agent today. As more and more companies offer their employees a choice of health plans, more and more people are deciding UPMC Health Plan is the best choice. With affordable in-network access to UPMC, plus other doctors and hospitals in your community, award-winning customer service, and more. It's no wonder UPMC Health Plan is the fastest-growing health plan in the region. So when your employer gives you a choice this year, make the choice more and more people are making. Choose UPMC Health Plan. It's a great time to be in Pittsburgh. As in, it's not winter. You've got big plans for your home this season. And we've got everything you need to get them off the ground. Roofing, siding, decks, we've got the materials and the experience. We're 84 Lumber. And we've been serving Pittsburgh for over 60 years. Yeah, we've been around the block. We're not finished building it yet. So when it comes to tackling all of your not-winter projects, you could say we've been there, built that. Visit 84lumber.com to find a store near you. Guys of Pittsburgh and ladies, it's Bob from the X and Cheerleaders. It's Pittsburgh's premier gentleman's club and sports bar. Sit at the full-service bar or join your friends at your very own table near the main stage. Enjoy the action of every game or fight on the HD screens or the action on stage right in front of you. Take your night out to the next level at Cheerleaders, 3100 Liberty Avenue in the Strip. Plus, don't miss the big fight on the big screens. It's Canelo Alvarez versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Saturday night. And feature guest Chloe Amore, only at Cheerleaders. This hour with a super genius brought to you by Bud Light. Proudly served at Carson City Saloon, 1401 East Carson Street, featuring Bud Light Buckets, five bottles for $11 during all Pittsburgh hockey games. Bud Light, raise one to right now. Safe Auto knows you probably have a nickname for your car. You know why? Because that beauty is a crucial player in your life, a trusted friend. You don't have a nickname for your couch or toothbrush or bed. And if you do, please keep that to yourself forever. At Safe Auto, we'll get you covered with the right insurance for the right price so you and your nickname-worthy car can enjoy the road ahead. Get a free quote today that takes only three minutes and could save you 25% at safeauto.com. 
Matt Mertz is the only plumber I trust. Matt Mertz is the only plumber I use. You may not know about the glory of Matt Mertz plumbing, so I'll tell you what Matt Mertz is going to do. Provide Matt Mertz's plumbers with a copy of any local competitor's invoice and get a $50 discount. Make the switch to Matt Mertz and save 50 bucks right off the bat. How you doing? No job is too big or too small for Matt Mertz Plumbing. Get free estimates. Get free second opinions. Matt Mertz's staff of licensed plumbers is available 24-7. Give Matt Mertz Plumbing a call today. Take it from the super genius. You won't be disappointed. Visit matt-mertz-plumbing.com or call 412-367-0815. Matt Mertz Plumbing, the cure for the common plumber. The Mark Madden Show. On- and now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, I uh, love the show, man. Hey, Mark, how you doing, pal? All hail, double M. The X at 105.9. Time now to ask Mark anything. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. 412-333-WXDX. It's brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. Check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to Dave in the car. Dave, ask Mark anything. Mark, hey, wanted to see what your take is on the uh, age cutoff for someone learning how to play organized ice hockey. What do you mean? What, I don't understand the question. So uh, I'm 31. I just started getting into hockey a couple years ago. I never had the chance to play. I um, think it would be really fun to play, and I'd love to learn how and maybe get into a men's league. So go ahead. Learn to play. What's stopping old. you? Well, I feel like those guys take it real serious, and, and someone coming in that has no idea what they're doing, uh, there's just kind of no room for that. So is 30s too old or you know, once you're after the age of No, 10, if you want to really play, play. Hard. If you don't, don't. Never too old. If it's fun, try it. Let's go to Jake in the car. Jake, ask Mark anything. Mark, good day. How you doing? I said good day. I want to know, what's your favorite fast food restaurant, and then what's your favorite meal from said restaurant? Okay, favorite fast food restaurant. You mean locally? Yeah, McDonald's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. Uh, Hardee's in Millville. There's only one, but it's the best. And what's the favorite meal there? Uh, whatever their hamburger with bacon and, and whatnot is. I forget the name of it. Um, you, you might even know the name because every place else, but, but, but the well, in West, it's called Carl's Jr. And we see a lot of those commercials with the sexy girls. Although they've gotten away from that, they have now Carl and Carl's Jr., the, the, the guy and his son. But, uh, I mean, I like Burger King and I love Arby's too. Arby's with the uh, horsey sauce on the roast beef, y- you can't beat that. Now, if you want to go outside Pittsburgh, there's still Rally Burgers somewhere, but I haven't had one in a, in a half a decade. There's uh, Cane's Chicken Fingers. Uh, they're all over Vegas. Best chicken fingers I've had ever. Uh, and, of course, there's uh, In-N-Out Burger, also in Vegas. Let's go to Anthony in Morningside. Anthony, ask Mark anything. What's up, Super Genius? What um, up? Had a question. Uh, what changes in the Capitals from the regular season to the playoffs? Why do they 
President Trophy's winners, what is the main couple reasons why they can't I can give you one reason. in the playoffs? When they don't have to win, they win. When they do have to win, they don't. And then... Whatever it is they never had, they still haven't got, and that applies in triplicate against the Penguins. Dominic in the car. Ask Mark anything. What up, Mark? Hey, Dominic. What's going on? I was going to ask you, what's your favorite beverage of choice when you're watching the hockey? How old are you, Dominic? Ten. What's your favorite beverage of choice during Penguins games? Water. Well, you're going to grow up to be healthy. Maybe you'll play for the Penguins someday. Uh, When I'm at the games, Dominic, I either drink water or decaffeinated tea or mostly diet right caffeine-free cola. Diet right pure zero. It's excellent. Good choice. and And Dominic, between you and me, if I'm not at the game and I'm at home or uh, a, a restaurant or lounge, I I might have a beer now and again. Don't you, though. No, 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 don't you. A special treat tomorrow, former Penguin Paul Bissonette, Biz Nasty, going full metal jacket on 105.9 X.